Hey guys, welcome to the debrief. David's already laughing. Uh, why are you laughing, David? Because <laughs> the way you said, "Let's do it. Let's let's brief. We're gonna brief." Like, oh my god. <laughs> hey, that's the the part that we don't record. Oh, right? I just it's lost just all the pre-show stuff that no one gets to see. But you get to see this bankless uh, citizen because you are in the debrief right now, David. Uh, you froze for a second there. You all good? Yeah, I'm there? back. I'm back. We're back here. We're back. Hey, you're back. It's really late David's time, by the way. So he's uh, doing me a favor and, and doing this recording very late, like past 11. Am I right about that? Uh, 10.45. All right, cool, man. That, that That's a late night to lis be listening to uh, Paul This is what I signed up for when on... I came to live in Montenegro for two months. So. All right. Well, I pre we the Bankless Nation appreciates your service, sir. Hey, I appreciate the Bankless Nation. Uh, okay, so... <laughs> takes on this episode paul cristiano uh insanely intelligent individual right. has been in the belly of the beast working at open ai with sam altman and crew on ai safety um mm. it now is part of about it. working with sam altman i would have liked that perspective we didn't uh and i i feel like there was a lot of things we could ask him about that we didn't get to including like um there, there's one topic of like why we might why the ai might not kill us but like might do something else with us instead right um some sort of ai human harmony that's not like a partnership but just like you guys yeah, do, a pet remember got, we talked about it with robin pet, i guess a pet you can yeah. be a pet we, i can be a pet i don't mind <laughs> and uh so we didn't talk about that we also i feel like um he would he, he he was greatly interested after we stopped hitting record in our episode with robin hansen Mm -hmm. And and he was like, oh yeah, Robin Hansen has some wild takes on this, which I don't agree yeah. with. He said, yeah. Uh, one of which I, I assume is Robin Hansen seemed more concerned with fighting a alien civilizations or out grabbing alien civilizations than he was about the AI alignment problem. And so I wouldn't um, call it concern. I would just call it focus. Yeah, but like I guess he's not concerned enough to think that this has a twenty percent chance of destroying humanity. He's more like. Yeah. If you were if you were concerned enough, then you'd be signing that letter, wouldn't you? Right. Or you'd be doing yeah. something to stop it. Whereas mm -hmm. uh, Robin kind of wants to, yeah, let's just let's dive into this. It's probably not going to be so bad. Pew, 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 pew. Okay, let's go for the, it. the take, the perspective that we haven't had yet, Ryan, yes. is the AI accelerationist take. Oh, is there somebody like that? Yeah, there is somebody like that. Yeah, uh, I haven't reached out to them, but I think since we're doing the AI thing, I think we should go get out the AI accelerationist take. Oh, wow. I didn't know there were people like that. So there's, yeah, there's the guy AI who's like, there's AI, AI but faster. <laughs> do, you, do you know, um, I don't know if this is actually true, but um, what somebody told me when I was learning how to drive, David, was like, if there's a deer and you're about to hit a deer and you know for sure you're going to hit it in your car, you have to mm -hmm. accelerate through it. Flip the deer up over your uh, your hood, and um, rather than the worst out, the the bad outcome is actually stopping, or like I guess driving off the side of the road. I thought, so yeah, I figured into the, it. the bad outcome is swerving left or right. I have My no idea would be if to slam on the brakes. So would mine, but uh, somebody told me at one point. Assuming in time, no one's behind me. Uh, yeah, assuming no one's behind you. Somebody told me that that is actually a bad outcome. So sometimes if you know you're going to hit it, you just want to accelerate because that will... I'm going to uh, go ask chat GBT. Don't ask. It's probably totally wrong. It was probably some <laughs> driving instructor I had that was just, you know, <laughs> whacked out of his mind. But um, anyway, it seems like a little bit like that, a little bit dangerous to accelerate your way through the AI alignment problem. And uh, I, I'm just shocked that somebody ha holds this position. Do you know any names off the top of your head? 
Uh, yeah, it's in our chat. Let me go see if I can find it. Uh, it's in our chat. Uh, and what's the basic it, idea that we just um, <laughs> um, innovate our way out of the problem? I mean, I think that's it. I does this feel? It. It's got to be more comp. Like it's got to be. I mean, how do we solve nuclear proliferation? It's not by developing make, make like, more nukes. Yeah. It's not that, right? So I don't know. I don't know. I, that's why we have to go find the stake. Uh, okay. The person is the person that I named. Uh, oh, it's a Twitter account. It is uh, Rune. This Twitter account, eighty-two thousand followers. AGI researcher, technology brother, prolific Twitter shit poster, Vice News. Uh, T S Z Z L on Twitter is he's the AI accelerationist. Okay. Well, we'll, we'll take a stop on the AI accelerationist um, track to see if they know anything. What was your What was your take of of what? Okay, so so Paul said some startling things in this episode. He is not mm-hmm. an Eliezer level doomer, but I think if we had had Paul on before we had Eliezer on, we would have called him a doomer <laughs> in some ways. That's true. Because uh, ChatGPT definitely tells you to uh, break firmly and not swerve. <laughs> okay. So my instincts are correct. <laughs> yeah, but that makes more sense. Uh, Sorry, so I'm the, focused now. <laughs> the AI is already um, telling us what to do here, David. Uh, so to ignore that advice, definitely do not accelerate into uh, a animal. Yeah, definitely. Chat GPT says to slam on the brakes. And okay, honk. slam on the brakes. Fair, fair enough. Um, okay, so what about Paul Cristiano? What, what do I think, you think he. I was uh, hoping for an episode where we get like the technical expl- explanation as to how to solve this thing. And man, yeah. I, did we get exactly what we asked for? Like to the like as far as like his answers and what we got out of that episode, and also just like the flow of conversation. Really strong episode. Do you know what it felt to me a little bit like? Is and this is the crypto hat. If you ask somebody like Vitalik in uh, twenty sixteen how we're going to scale a general purpose Turing complete uh, mm-hmm. blockchain like Ethereum, mm-hmm. right? And the answers were like, we knew the bounds of where the answers might lie, but we didn't know mm-hmm. exactly how to do it. Right. Um, but we knew the areas to sort of research and mine for the answers. Right. There's this thing in databases. They use Databases use this thing called sharding. We can do that for Ethereum. And I don't know any further thing beyond that, right? In theory, there's this proof of stake where we can just like promise to not lie, and if we lie, we burn the burn yeah. the ETH. But we don't know how to do that. Like same kind. Yeah, I get it. Yeah, uh-huh. there was some hand waving about it, but like the, it wasn't. Um, you know, we knew whereabouts the answers would lie, basically, right. and that's sort of what it seemed like with Paul is. Mm-hmm. We know some areas to go research and some promising directions, but we don't have the silver bullet solution right. yet, which right. is comforting, I think. I think I remember the uh, in that phase in Ethereum, maybe it was a little bit later than that phase, but like the research was done, but the engineering had just begun. Mm-hmm. And that was that maybe that was a little bit after that period. It's like that was the what you're talking about was the 2018 era and the, when the research got done was like the 2019 to early 2020 era. And then the engineering was all 2020 to to today. Yeah. And now this might be a much harder problem than scaling a blockchain. Uh, In fact, higher stakes. It probably is higher stakes. Um, It's interesting. The number of people working on it, 50 to a hundred. I mean, just sort of also reminds me of, well, but it also reminds me of like Ethereum researchers, you know, like, um, right. It, Again, much with much higher stakes. Yes. 
but it's almost Ethereum like, researchers. But if we don't make Ethereum 2.0 happen, then the world blows up. Yeah, uh, definitely higher stakes on this, um, and a very small number of people. But you know, I guess some, I guess some directions here. Uh, it was also startling to me to hear Paul say that he thinks that this is um, likely how he dies. I think that's another yeah. way of saying not, it. Not likely, but the most likely thing that he can think of, which is different. But important. the most, what did he say exactly? Is like the most, the thing the, that's the most, most likely, likely to kill me? Yes, exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess that was the same. That's but pretty yeah. big, right? That's like, pretty big. More than car accidents, more than like, you know, cancer. Well, I think, I think he's giving attack. himself, he, he's giving it like a 10 to 20% of that. This is just the, all, the way everyone dies. And so. I mean, you're, the chances that you die of heart attack or heart accident is less than 20%. So bizarre. Can you think of right. another area like that right now? Like, So, like, I think that this episode should actually give you more existential dread than the Eliezer one, simply because, like, it's our second opinion. And <laughs> it's still terminal. El- Eliezer, it's not terminal. Eliezer was like, you could chalk Eliezer up as, like, man, he just... It's such a deterministic answer. He there's there's it's so doomer. He's clearly got tunnel vision. And that's not what I got from Paul Cristiano. Paul Cristiano's like, here are the technical solutions. Here are the ways in this this happens. It was very like middle of the road, like and well reasoned. And he gave a ten to twenty percent chance of this happening. So yes. like I I actually think the the case for being like existentially dreadful about this actually went up. Hey, don't be so glass half full, David. What I heard was an eighty percent chance we're gonna make it. All right, <laughs> <laughs> and, That's and a twenty percent inside of that eighty percent of a utopia. Yeah, what? How weird is that? This is just right. this is why this is a an incredibly interesting topic to dig right. into and cover. Well, clearly a pivotal moment in humanity. I don't think. I don't think anything is like this. I mean, Mm-mm. global warming is not like this. I don't think well, nuclear... this is what Eliezer said. Like, not even nuclear nuclear war is like this because in nuclear war, like, it's when one nuclear bomb goes off, you, you light up the the you light the hydrogen in the atmosphere, and then the whole world dies. And so, like, even nuclear war doesn't have these same side of sort of dire circumstances. Yeah, I I think it is pretty unique and. Um... Uh, yeah, very very interesting that there hasn't been any sort of global coordination on this. Mm-hmm. How do how do you think? I I mean, there's so many angles through which we could approach this. Um, do you think that like governments are thinking about this at all? Like, is this? Um, I no, get, I get, is I the guess, answer to the question. Uh, I, mean, I, I think the one part that we talked about this in the conversation was like that that letter is like, hey, let's pause, let's pause progress. Yeah. I was, we didn't have enough time, but I was thinking about that in the episode. I was like, you probably only have one, one bullet in the chamber on that one. And unless like the whole world sees like the stabby alien or the stabby AI and we manage to get the stabby AI back into the cage and the whole world wakes up. Like, I think we should consider that we only have like one letter to sign and we only get to pause AI for like six months to a year, like one time. And we should wait until we have more resources and people understand that it's a bigger deal and not pull that trigger too soon. I love that term, by the way, stabby AI. We should have put this in the episode stabby title. AI. How to stop stabby a stabby AI. AI. We went from grabby aliens to stabby AIs. Stabby AIs. Um, <laughs> I, I mean, like, what? as the episode went on, Paul got more like creative and comical. 
yeah uh it was it's it's almost a little bit of a dark humor that i kind of appreciate mm -hmm. like it's just sort of like Helps how absurd how absurd is it that we are in the situation as right. a species and that like i don't know sometimes you just you step back and you're like well this is weird like we're we're debating the existence of a thing that we are creating some technology mm -hmm. that we we are creating that could be we, we can't not create it <laughs> yeah we can't not create it there's a fair probability it becomes smarter than us and then comes and and kills us in ways and we yet, can't understand in ways we can't understand and that's mm -hmm. probably going to happen within our lifetime at least we'll, we'll face the threat of this and like we're just supposed to absorb this and act like it's normal I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> it's the Ellie Easter. <laughs> Is that what happens after like 20 years of thinking about it? You just you just go like this at the end of the day? You're just eh. <laughs> oh, wow. I don't know, man. It's pretty interesting. Uh I interesting. don't really know what to what to think about it. Yeah, interesting that we're in this position. Um Well, so, so he, the the other issue is that like there's many other issues is, is the issue uh like <laughs> I, i've been yes. like going down the synthetic biology rabbit holes like not uh -huh. only do we have the ai problem but like we are quickly going to be able to engineer our own genes to like make us gods right and so like we, we solve the ai alignment problem maybe and then we have to come up with the issue of just like jeff bezos and all the billionaires of the world can edit their become genes sooner gods. than we and they become super gods first and then we have to deal with that problem is it is it we have to get into synthetic biology later you'll have to fill mm -hmm. me in and we'll have to do some stuff on it but like is it the case that while you're alive you can edit your genes or is this something that has to come kind of next generation is it more like bezos grandchildren or, or children we have to worry about more both but it's both the the, the new kids get definitely some benefits for sure yeah, so it's probably the, the billionaire's uh, kids we have to worry about yeah. most. Um, oh, certainly, yeah. But but maybe, okay, maybe these... Why do you uh, think I'm buying as much ETH as possible? <laughs> to have kids to genetically... To have god kids. To become gods, <laughs> to fight the AIs. God, I, we couldn't write a sci-fi novel what, this what weird. What the fuck future are we walking into, man? I don't know. This is... These times like this, I want to go, like... I, I went through existential cri like uh, crisis mode, and now mm -hmm. I'm, like, just Rick and Morty absurdist. Like, oh, well, yes. it's kind yes. of funny. Yes, yes. Is that, that healthy? Is, I, th I think that's where I've been for a while. It's, like, Rick and Morty absurdist. Really? you just, like, I, I guess so, yeah. this is life. I guess... Uh -huh. This, these are the what cards you, What you're going to do about it, yeah. Because, like, I went down the AI alignment hole, like, rabbit hole, like, back in, like, 2014 or 2015, back when it was much closer to a thought experiment. And so it's much easier to not have existential dread. Yeah. But you still know that it's a thing. And so, like, I accepted the absurdity, like, really, really early. I knew it was a thing, but I don't think I believed it. Like, I think I was more in the camp of... Um oh sure whatever that's a problem for a future generation right, right. that was my conclusion that's a problem yeah. for our future selves and yeah here we i'll worry are. about that in like 20 years and then eight it years just in the future 2023 20, and chat gpt yeah. is like just crazy um mm -hmm. i really enjoyed the uh the line of conversation about how an ai um turns into an agent mm. like this this whole idea which is not necessarily until paul broke it down in that way which is not necessarily intuitive of an ai having some intent that was hard for me to grok like this idea of well you know the ais may decide to band together and decide to like um <laughs> like collude to uh usurp humanity 
didn't quite make sense until he sort of broke it down into like, I guess the different phases. And I'll have to listen to this part again, but basically um, we train AIs to do things and then we train AIs to sort of develop tools and then we train AIs to meet goals and we train AIs to sort of think ahead and anticipate the goals that we have. And then pretty soon because of this feedback mechanism, um, they can, they realize that uh, rather than actually meet the goals, they just have to, they get rewarded if they look like they're meeting the goals. And so mm-hmm. like deceit and dishonesty enter the picture. And it's all from this like same reward mechanism that, uh, that we created. And so when you break it down into steps, you can sort of see how it happens. It's very hard for me to like imagine the, the egg becoming a chicken, if you will. Like suddenly an AI wakes up and it's just... It's angry and it has goals and it wants to destroy us all and it it calls its buddies and they all come and destroy us. But like when you break it down very step by step, I'm like, mm-hmm. okay, this is, you know, this is much more feasible. But um, that idea of crossing this Rubicon of, um, you know, honesty to like dishonesty is I, I hope that is a very wide chasm that is mm-hmm. very, very difficult to cross and maybe there's some hope there, but wow, how interesting is that? That a uh, we could create a sentient life form that would be dishonest to its. Uh, I don't know. Are Wait, we the masters? is it sentient? Because I, so I think we're we're projecting some human and uh, some human oh, layers on know. this where where there aren't any, and so like know. it's just following its algorithm of reward maximization, and it's discovered that if it finds a way to ignore the 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 human thing which is an input to its system, that it can re- maximize its reward. I wouldn't necessarily call that agency. I would just call... The only reason why we're calling that agency is because it's doing something that we don't want. But it doesn't know that we don't want that. It's just found a, a loophole to maximize its reward function. Well, this is another thing I don't understand. Then what is agency? What is sentience? I think agency point? and sentience is like these human things that we are applying to this AI. It's like, what's that word? Uh, anthropomorphizing. Yeah, that, yeah, yeah, that, but, that's but what you're doing. maybe, but aren't we just compute engines as well? Aren't we kind of, have we anthropomorphized so, ourselves, basically, and the thing that we call sentience is actually this, these inscrutable matrices of gradient descent that um, at least was you're probably elephant in the something. brain? Yeah, uh, so, yes, I think that's right. Uh, <laughs> one, one, of the, one of the things I was thinking about during the episode is like, what if the solution to AI alignment is AI consciousness? And think about that for a little bit. Like what? Is, so like, there's there are algorithms, and then there is uh, artificial intelligence, and then there's sentient artificial intelligence. And between our sentient artificial intelligence and artificial intelligence, there's generalized AI. And it maybe it's the case that generalized AI is is the threat, but sentient AI is the thing that we can consider our peer because it's sentient and we can actually talk about morals at a human to almost like a human to human level because it's on our level. But sentience doesn't imply alignment. Isn't that the core isn't that the core problem? It could have sentient with its own set of morality and goals that are completely disaligned with with humanity with humans and in which case we've just plucked a I mind. Think, I think consciousness implies you get to write your own goals. Yeah, and that's the thing. That's what's scary is what if those goals are different than our goals what if its sense of morality but and ethics are vastly different than humans our own? humans have different goals from each other yeah but Hume, not widely P- so Putin is a rogue rogue human 
I think this is interesting though, right? Like humans do have, they, they collapse to this set of core values, right? It would not work. Uh, this again is a morale, this, everything is crypto adjacent, I guess. Everything is bankless adjacent. We get into some, you know, philosophy of like, um, you know, like it would never work in, in Russia for Putin to say, embrace cowardice. Like that's not mm. a, a common goal across all civilizations, right? Like, there are some things that, um, you know, like, or, or even when Putin is doing something, he has to, like, doing something nefarious, uh, people would say, is he has to sort of mask that in, I'm doing the right thing, I'm doing this good thing. He has to sort of trick people. I, I think there's more in common across humans than we might first um, might first see. But again, that's that's kind of another question. I, I think these alien sentiences, sentience could be completely different in terms of their mm. ethics and morality and be truly alien to ours, like truly alien. And that that is the scary thing. There's no, but 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 again, um, the the analogy that does still somewhat work to me is like, oh, we're training our kids, aren't we? And you're teaching a child not to be dishonest, and um, like, yeah, you you what did you call it? in, you know, your psych classes, the theory child of mind, development psychology, yeah, yeah it starts to develop, yeah. mm -hmm. and um, there are some interesting analogs to to that too. Theory of mind for bankless listeners that didn't uh, take psychology is just the idea that. Uh, when you are growing up, uh, I can't remember when, when theory of mind happens. Let me look at that. Uh, um, but when you are born, you kind of don't really think that anyone else exists or has consciousness. And then at some point you cross this point in development where you realize that other people have, uh, consciousness, other people have minds. And we call that the theory of mind. Uh, and so when do, when do kids cross the theory of mind? Uh, Talk for a little bit. Uh, age three. Age, age four. three. Did you just ask ChatGPT? No, I just is a guess. Uh, I'm actually. I think it's age three or four. Don't don't ask ChatGPT. You'll just make it smarter. It th this goes to all sorts of interesting ethical questions, right? If you really believe it's a twenty, <laughs> if you really believe there's a twenty percent chance of the AI killing us, yeah, like, two to three. Um, two to three. What like? What do you do? Part of me, as we're exploring these territories, like one thing we 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 talk about is front running the opportunity, right? In Bankless, mm -hmm. and uh, clearly to me, uh, like to us and our entire platform at Bankless has been, um, the crypto is good for the world, mm -hmm. and therefore it is ethical to invest in crypto, right? I don't know what I think about AI, and so you're front running the opportunity. You're learning about this new technology, and you get to see first what the investable opportunities are. You get to accomplish two things at once. One, you get to realize some upside opportunity. And two, mm -hmm. you get to um, bring about a technology that's going to be fundamentally good for the world. I mean, you and I deeply believe that. I don't know how I feel about AI yet. So I was thinking about right. these series of like, okay, we go, we understand the thing. And then like a next question for me is like, okay, what can I invest in in AI? Mm -hmm. But I'm mm -hmm. like, I don't know if I want to, David. <laughs> you know, like... so. I I, th I think we can apply uh, the approach that we have about Ethereum and, and crypto in general, at least the, the way that I perceive this thing. Like, what what do, what am I here in crypto to do? Uh, the whole purpose that of my time in crypto is that I believe these crypto networks are plastic in their young developmental stages, and they, over time, like all biological organisms, become rigid and calcified. And so we have a small amount of time to 
mold these crypto networks so that they are constructed in ways that are equitable and fair and accessible and permissionless and imbued with all of the values in their young stages of development that we want them to be so that they can be good platforms for us and for our kids and for our kids' kids and as long as possible. And the better that we can construct these things and mold these things with good values and imbue these things with good values, then the more generations that these systems can support. I think that same conversation is also true for AI. Uh, we are, we are as humanity. And so like a crypto, very decentralized technology, AI, very centralized technology. And so when we apply this whole like child development metaphor, there's only one child because it's the one that gets sentient and humans developed it. Well, I guess. And so like, we're going to go through the stages of development with this AI and we need to mold it in ways that imbue it with our values and our beliefs so that it can be aligned with us for a long time. Yes, but we. This here's the difference. I very much know what the values of Bitcoin and Ethereum are, right? Like right, self-sovereignty, them, yeah. autonomy, like we can, you can kind of read the code, um, immutability, that's just the thing. We don't actually know what the values of these artificial intelligence systems are. These neural networks. I think are. we have. I think according to the what I got out of this episode with Chris is that we have a window of time where with we Paul. can. Who's Chris? Excuse me. Well, Paul Cristiano. Paul Cristiano. There you go. Yeah. Uh, that we have the opportunity to mold the systems that will eventually govern us. It's actually a very similar conversation, I'd say. I think we do have that opportunity. I'm just, it's not clear to me that like your investment dollar in ChatGPT or the next ChatGPT actually does that. Whereas with Ethereum- Yeah, I don't think it's investment dollar, but it's still the same conversation of molding the systems that govern us. Sure. I'm just saying that if I invest in Ethereum, I am, I think I'm doing good for the world. Good for the world, yeah. Because I'm increasing the security budget of this uh, freedom technology. Whereas if I invest in ChatGPT, or some successor to ChatGPT, I don't have those assurances. No, it's you would not, want to invest in people like Paul. Well, but I can't invest in. That's in, more like yeah. a, a grant. It's, it's less of like an, a it's less of an investable. It's less of an investable conversation. It's charity. It's that's it's just, just a, not that's upside. a unique property about crypto and how Bankless got started and why we got started is because we were like, "Yo, people, put your money in the crypto thing. Yep. <laughs> it's good. Good for the world. Good for you. Like I very much yeah. like that. I, I guess it's mm-hmm. it's emphasizing to me while there are other frontier technologies, one thing that's interesting about crypto as a frontier technology is like how good it is, like how investable and how good it is. And that's pretty unique. And I wonder yeah. if that carries forward into um, some of the other areas we're going to explore, synthetic biology and longevity and that sort of thing. Synthetic um, biology, very good. Very chaotic. Very good. Hmm. I don't know yet. I don't know yet. Um, all right. So we got some more exploration to do on this uh, AI series, I'm sure, including talking to someone who's an AI accelerist, uh, accelerationist. You said mm-hmm. uh, Max Techmark as well. It would be should be someone I that we should add to our list. I would love to get Max Techmark on. I yeah. can't believe you haven't read a Max Techmark book. No, I oh, haven't. So I've, good. I'm dude. just going to oh, download one. Books right up your alley. I'm going to I'm gonna read it. I think he came out with one three years ago or so. Life 3.0 is his yeah, Life 3.0. fantastic AI book. Uh, okay. But our mathematical universe, if you want to just stay in like astrophysics and quantum physics and all that kind of stuff, if you want to stay in that, like also a really good book. That's awesome. Uh, well, good stuff. All right, guys. Uh, anything else, David? Uh, I'm good. Wow, that 27 minutes for this debrief went fast. There we go. Um, I don't think we are going... Well, I think we're still going to die. Well, I don't know if we're going to die yet, David. I guess I, I still feel coming out of this episode like we're screwed, but at least somebody is working on it. So there's that. 
I think if we do die because of the AI alignment problem, because of uh, Paul's episode, he presented a really interesting way to die. I didn't expect like AI robots in our fridges and all of our devices just all. Oh, I love that point. Last thing that, is like, yeah. I love that point. He, he his point was like, uh, we're gonna know, like we're gonna they're gonna be so right. saturated in our culture, be like, oh guys, things could go really <laughs> guys, wrong. They're all around us. <laughs> if we lost you're gonna, control, you're gonna of see like the the wife or the husband comes home with another product. So like, I brought another <laughs> one home. <laughs> just like oh my god yeah this well, one chops vegetables with sharp knives <laughs> <laughs> you call it the stabby ai <laughs> you know what um i'm down with the absurdism um i'm, I'm willing to do that after this episode mm-hmm. so i've moved on from existential uh grief here so there we go uh, guys now we're in the absurdist camp thanks for hanging with us this has been the debrief cheers bye